Your San Jose Sharks tried to go for three in a row for the first time since January. Didn't get the victory that they want. We'll break down this one from Alberta. Easy for me to say. And keep an eye on the Barracuda right now. This is Teal Town After Dark. Good evening, everyone. It is Thursday night, March 24th, 2022. The Sharks lose to the Edmonton Oilers 5-2. Welcome to Teal Town After Dark. This is your live interactive Sharks post game. We do this after every game, and if you want to be part of the show, here's how you do it. Chat with us and fellow hockey fans on the page or the app. And, of course, follow us on the social Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Smash that subscribe button on YouTube. SoundCloud, Reddit, Discord, and find everything at tealtownusa.com. And it's a big broadcast, hoping for three in a row. And, uh, well, you got three of us in the row, not the Sharks winning streak. But uh, I am joined tonight by Mr. Ian Reed. Hello, hello. Hello, hello. And making back-to-back -back starts, Dana Meyerson. Hello. I... I, I you might be muted, my dear. Well, try it again. Hi, can you hear me now? <laughs> now we can hear you. All right, good to see you, my my friends. Uh, so the Sharks come into Edmonton after getting back-to-back -back victories in comeback fashion, uh, beating the Desert Dogs and the uh, Calgary Flames, hoping to do the same thing on uh, in Edmonton to go for the back-to-back -back Alberta sweep. Uh, you saw Carlson and Merkley back together. Shemilevsky moved up onto the second line. Balsers and Gregor onto the third. Uh, but in the first period, uh, Ian, I thought Edmonton kind of dominated early and then the Sharks picked it up later. Yeah, Sharks kind of started the game a little flat-footed, I found. Um, Edmonton came out pretty much flying. Um, the Sharks had like a few moments, but again, like, this team has had a hard time um, with zone time, especially and, and getting shots, which is really unfortunate tonight because the Oilers started Mike Smith, who isn't very good and hasn't really been that good this year. And unfortunately, like there was a couple goals where obviously like they were very Mike Smith goals to give up. But unfortunately, the Sharks not being able to maintain a lot of zone time. Um, especially with like some of their top guys on. And then obviously Couture goes down, um, you know, uh, they, I don't think they made Mike Smith work probably half as hard as they wanted him to. All right. Uh, as I go to you, Dana, I'm going to say this from Zebra kicks shoebies uh, podcast loaded with more talent than the team. <laughs> well, uh, what, what did you take from that, from that opening frame? Um, yeah, kind of what Ian said about, uh, stop, sorry, my cat's being annoying and it's like a minute into it, it was very on brand. Um, yeah, like possession was such an issue and like, um, you know, I think, um, Kakanen looked sharp, which is good. Um, but it just seemed like at every turn, like, you know, some guy from the Oilers was just like outsmarting whichever shark player was next to him or kind of capitalizing on some of those sloppy things. So I think it, you know, it wasn't 
as in terms of like sharks struggling with like not giving the puck away. It wasn't as bad as it has been in some other games, but it was kind of like, okay, you know, we're doing this again. Like same old. Yeah. They, they really, again, they really got off to a rough start, but I thought they found their feet early. Um, I got to mention the, the, uh, the Eric Carlson early on defensively, not too bad, you know, steals the puck from McDavid has, Evander Kane to sit down on the ice and then the experiment uh Ian with with Merkley and Carlson they look like they're trying to stretch out stretch the pass a bit here and there which I thought was interesting to generate some chances yeah it was nice um I really liked the one like there was that really nice pass in the first period that uh, Merkley fed to Carlson actually it's kind of a cross between the two of them kind of sending the puck back and forth to each other and it's nice like I like that Ryan Merkley's playing with a lot more confidence of late I find um and then playing with this guy like Eric Carlson too I think helps that as well right because they're both very creative players and I think when you have a guy like Eric Carlson on the other point you can you know you can do things a little more creatively and a lot of times like Eric Carlson's going to bail you out in that situation so like even if you try something and it doesn't go perfectly you have confidence at least that the guy who you're throwing the puck to isn't going to you know cough up the puck and then you're not going to ride the pine for the rest of the game yeah and go ahead I'm sorry Dana go ahead sorry um yeah I think you know when they announced uh Carlson Merkley pairing like I was a little skeptical because you know whenever you have those two kind of offensively minded guys it's like well who's gonna hold down the fourth the blue line but um I think you know baffling how when you give a rookie more ice time and kind of give them a longer leash to like learn they get better they get more confident who to thunk yeah <laughs> right I mean it's 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 a novel idea you know Bob mm-hmm. come on now get to it uh second period uh it pays dividends. I think I thought Carlson stole the puck. Uh, then he he fed Barabanov and Meyer, and it was a nice nice cross ice passing play again, stretching the Oilers defensively. And Carlson was by the net, nothing to it, and he makes it one nothing. Uh, Dana, uh, what did you think from that nice play? From sorry, I didn't mean to catch you. Up. I think my cat is attacking me. Um, it's a tradition on this show, so it's fine. I know. Sorry, can you repeat your question? No, what what did you think of the Carlson goal? Um, at first I thought it was Timo's, but either way, like I um that was a good like tic-tac-toe. Um I was definitely impressed. Oh my god. <laughs> I swear she's nice. She just hates when I ignore her for even like two seconds. <laughs> Come on. You got a treat for every shark goal. It's two more treats than I usually give you at this time of night. <laughs> Um, she says, I wish it was more. Oh my God. Yes. I'm sorry. You know what? Uh, y'all have any thoughts? I'll be right back. <laughs> ah. Ian, Ian, what did you take from the goal? You're good. Damn. Yeah. I mean, it was obviously the defensive play. Um, the, the, it just like a great bang, bang, bang play, right? Like obviously the defensive play, Eric Carlson makes a really good defensive play, uh, on the blue line. And then, you know, again, like with Eric Carlson back on the ice, like, the Sharks have had an easier time transitioning the puck up the ice. And, you know, this one, they make, you know, a bunch of a bunch of really good passes that ends up uh, in the back of the net. Um, really, you know, it's it's unfortunate because like you would hope to see 
probably a little bit more of that this season, but um, I'm not going to, you know, I'm never going to get mad when the Sharks do good. Um, definitely great play um, again, you know, but it's the, the big thing to me, like the goal was really nice, but it's the defensive it's the play at the blue line that's I think the more impressive part of it. The goal is really nice too. Don't get me wrong. No, I I get you full uh full marks on that. But yeah, you saw those little those little tiny pieces of of Carlson doing something nice defensively, and, and we there have been a number of times whether it's us or pathologists or you know Brody and Brownie seeing a, a defensive breakdown or just missing that. It's nice to see that, and that's kind of where. Where guys uh, hope to have, you know, offensive chances come off of defensive breakdowns. So that was nice to see. Uh, unfortunately for the Sharks, that's their only lead of the night. Uh, three minutes in, Jeffrey Vl uh, trips up an oiler, sets up a power play. Kyler Yamamoto, who's been on a roll lately, uh, you know, four and a half minutes into the second, ties it up at one. Uh, Dana, I mean that. The, Kind of, that's a frustrating one to let down, especially with the Sharks now giving up, you know, another power play goal. Yeah, um, ugh, power play is like even more of a dumpster fire than usual. Um, yeah, sorry, did I say power play or penalty kill? E- either well, way, I'm you're right. <laughs> yeah, either way. No, um, well, okay, either way, like, accurate tonight. Yeah. The penalty kill is the one thing that, like, Brownie can. I'm sorry. I love Brownie. I hate that, like, back to back episodes. I'm just, anyway, um, he loves to talk about the penalty kill. And it's like, what are you going to talk about after this game? He's not wrong, but it's like, that was the one thing. This is why we can't have nice things. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, um, was that, it was it that one, or was it the second goal where it was like, um, oh, that was awful. Cassian cross-checked uh, Carlson, and was it was it this one or was it, it was the second? The, one? That's the that's the next. That's one. the next one. So 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 you know, Cassian cross-checks Eric Carlson. Although Mark Spector from Sportsnet says otherwise, if you look at our Twitter feed, uh, and uh, you know, Drysaddle gets to his forty-third. I mean, Ian, what did you think of this? I mean, the to, to go to back up a second, I mean, like, if you're going to call the VL penalty, you have to call this one, right? Like, I don't, you know, I mean, obviously, Spec's going to spec, obviously, in the situation here. Um, the second goal, I mean, I don't like it because I feel like, um, like, Hockenden was really flat-footed. I don't know if it was a situation where he's like, well, that's a penalty, so just expecting the whistle to blow and just didn't really get set because, like, I don't know, I really didn't like this goal. It's kind of one of those things where you have to play to the whistle. Yep. Um, and maybe it just got flat. Look, at Dreisaitl has a deceptively fast shot, um, so I don't know if that's a situation there, too. Um, but to me, he just looked flat-footed. Not a good goal to allow and not a good penalty not to call, in my opinion, especially if you're going to call uh, the VL one the other way. Frustrating to see, uh, you know, it's it's uh, because you you've seen how they're supposed to call these cross checks. We had the mandate come down, and how many times have we seen a mandate from from the league, you know, uh, to do that, Dana? But uh, it's tough to see it all all around with the cross check. It's it's a dangerous play too because it's it's like it it doesn't seem like it's a big play but because of the proximity to the boards and I don't think Carlson's expecting that 
um that kind of push from that like that close to the boards like that's it's a dangerous play too like it it's one of those things where it seems like a nothing play but you could you could watch that play and see how easily that could go wrong if Carlson you know twist his skate a little bit I mean we watched I mean look what happened to Mario Ferrara earlier it's kind of a similar thing so uh Matt makes it 2-1 uh, Meyer would get high stick by Evander Kane, and, and that was just like a careless use of the stick uh, from Kane. Uh, you know, and, and of course he's he gets butt hurt, and then gets even more butt hurt at the end of the period when he when he slips and then runs into to Magna, and then everybody's you know, oh, where's the call there? And it's like, well, he slipped. Sorry, uh, two one or yeah, two one after one, and and then the tough one is. Uh, Derek Broussard in his Oilers debut gets uh, his seventh of the year. Uh, it, it, Dana double deflects off of both defensemen there, which yeah. is which is tough to see. And, and that honestly, I think, was kind of the backbreaker overall. Yeah, um, yeah. Just going back to sorry, going back to the um, to the cross check that wasn't called, if I may. Go ahead. Um, I feel like. It, Carlson probably Carlson to me isn't the kind of player to like oh you know embellish boohoo um and like but I feel like he could have you know what I mean and I saw some other things in this game where that felt like embellishments like in the sense of like you know when Kane get just gets just a teeny tiny little like um kind of you know uh, Megna that that didn't seem that bad to me and he falls flat on his face you know holding his face face down on the ice. I'm glad the refs didn't fall for that, but that was just like, you know, obviously I'm, I'm looking for any reason to be mad at Kane. So maybe I'm biased, but, um, but Carlson tries, you know, I see he falls over again twice, just trying to like get it out of there. And it was just unfortunate that, um, that then, you know, on my, I got my post-its and I wrote total softy in all caps by cocking <laughs> But and, and that was because like I was kind of, you know, I saw the cross check just happened so fast. And then I, you know, the first thing I see is um, Kakanen just like, you know, th- like way out of the um, of the crease. Yeah. What do you, what, what do you call it? Um, Yeah. Um, and just, you know, just he tries, you know, kind of close the little five hole, but like that doesn't make a difference. Um, and, um, you know, at first I was like, you know, how could you do that? But then I see like, oh, you know, he probably was expecting there to be a call, which is fair, but you know, yeah, just yeah. unfortunate. Yeah. And so tough one there to make it three, one. However, 29 seconds later, you know, Tomas Schurl says, yeah, I need to score to start making money for my contract, you know, uh, with a nice shot in the slot, uh, makes it three, uh, two, uh, Ian, I mean, the, this put him right back in it, but again, I, I thought that third one was the backbreaker. Yeah, it's. I mean, it, they 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 kind of got back in it. Um, it was a good response. Like, obviously, it was a good response by the Sharks to to come back and score a goal. We've seen far too often this year where they don't really have that fight in them. Um, this game, with the way they played stretches, this game, this game could have got away from them really quick. So I. I do give them some credit, and I think other than the, the like the one the second goal I didn't like, but I thought um, like Hawkinson was pretty good tonight. Um, both, I, we'll we'll get more into that later, I'll let you yeah. 
continue on. Gotcha. So later in the period, Malosh takes a puck over glass penalty after he gets pressured. Uh, and then uh, Edmonton gets another goal. And uh, this this time it was a tic-tac-toe pass, passing play uh, for Edmonton on that one where Drysaddle gets his 44th of the season uh, to, to pretty much put this one away at 4-2. But, you know, Dana, the Sharks had chances on their two power plays, and, uh, yeah, it wasn't good. Yeah. Um, story of our lives. <laughs> I can't remember a time when the Sharks' power play was, like, good for a period longer than, like, a month or two. She's not wrong, She's folks. Not <laughs> I mean, we've been good at lots of things over the years and rarely power play. I don't know. Yeah, it's it's a frustrating thing. I mean, I think it it we we should point out though that like Nick Benino is quite the downgrade from Logan Couture. Um, that's true. Yeah, we're gonna get to that. Yeah, I guess. That, that, that <laughs> yeah, that like next. that's that doesn't help. And, I, and I'm not trying to let the penalty the power play off the hook here, but I mean that doesn't help anything, right? Like obviously when you move you know when you lose a body like that especially when this group is kind of you know mediocre at best even at full strength that just not a good look yeah uh, so let's let's get let's kind of backtrack to that so logan oh sorry go ahead dana oh no sorry it was just the discord oh, my bad my bad so so uh Logan, uh, you know, in the middle of the second period, takes a shot to what appears to be like that 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 small spot where, you know, your shoulder pads cover your chest, and then the hockey pants aren't all the way there. Um, I swear to God, Dana, this poor guy. I mean, at least it wasn't his teeth again. Uh, but yeah. but that that can't that can't feel good to take a puck right to uh, right to your abdomen. Yeah, I, I don't think it's a coincidence that Cooch, you know, has taken those kind of penalties where it was just like really like took in like the worst spot because like, you know, he plays with his heart and soul like he will absolutely, you know, take some damage for this team. And um, obviously that was just like a fluke, like he just happened to be there. But it's just so unfortunate because it was literally a shark's shot. And you, you know, there's yeah. so many things I would rather do than take a Brent Burns shot to any part of my body, but ribs are low on that list. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, looking at tour, like bless his little heart, um, considering all the, the times the puck has killed him. Like he's always, he's always out there trying to get in the goalie's eyes. And obviously if you get in the goalie's eyes, then you're getting between the goalie and the shot. And Logan just doesn't get out of the way. Yeah. And I think he tries to tries to, you know, let it hit something with a soft blow, but nonetheless, he sat out the rest of the game. According to Bob Bugner, uh, hopefully it's just a day-to-day thing. Couture will be assessed tomorrow. So you hope Yeah, you... rib injuries are awful though. Like so if it's if it's anything more than bruising, like even bruising's not gonna be fun. Like bruised right. ribs are not fun, but uh anything worse than bruised ribs, like that's just that's gonna affect your whole game and there's just no that's just gonna be bad for Couture and thus bad for the Sharks. Yeah, when I was 10, I fell down three-flight marble staircase and bruised my ribs, and I couldn't speak for, like, three hours. Not fun. No matter no matter if you... 
Oh, I was distracted by my third generation iPod Nano. So, um, yeah. I mean, whether you're 10 years old, you know, distracted by your iPod Nano or, or taking a, a Brent burn slap shot. Um, yeah, that's never fun with, with the, uh, potential ribs or abdomen area so uh evander kane would add an empty netter uh to finish this zone off to make it five to the final here uh let's let's talk about the debut of capo kakinen though uh you know dana what did what did you think of of the guy who uh you know 36 saves on 40 shots i mean not bad but in a losing cause yeah no i think you know i the softy, you know, again, this is, you know, maybe I can see why he might have been out of position. Um, but kind of putting that aside, um, yeah, I mean, I thought he looked pretty good. Obviously, you know, not a world beater, but um, that that makes me happy considering I think a lot of people kind of questioned us acquiring him. And, you know, I'll say, like, it isn't super ideal that we have three NHL goalies now, so it's, like, a little confusing. But, um, you know, looking at his stats from um, earlier this season not being so great, um, you know, I still say you always want to give a guy give a guy a little bit of time. Um, being with a different team can, like, totally change things. Um, and, you know, again, it's been one game. But, um, I mean, you know, it's good that he played well. I'd rather he play well in any given game um, than not. Um, so... Glad to see that um, he um, is, you know, at least getting started on the right foot. Uh, Ian, I mean, does this have the potential to ha- to be like the Barabanov trade from last year where the Sharks might have snuck and got something, uh, you know? I mean, you you never know, right? And especially with goalies, goalies are voodoo. Um, what I really liked about Kakanen's games, like there was, a lot of, there was a lot of pluses that I really liked. I thought he was really good positionally. Um, I thought he was very rarely out of position. Um, a lot of the goals tonight that went in the net were not really his fault. They were just a lot of defensemen looking like deer in the headlights. Um, I thought, you know, I think the one thing that really stood out to me from his game tonight was his rebound control. Um, Sharks goalies generally aren't good at rebound control and he was great. Like even James Reimer, as much as I love Reimer rebound control is not his game. Uh, you know, James Reimer will often allow, you know, that second and third opportunity where I thought with Cocken and tonight didn't really give the Oilers a lot of second and third shots. Uh, anything that went to him generally stayed with them. Um, and you know, that's, those are, those are definitely things that you'd want to see, especially from a guy who, you know, probably is going to be here going forward at some point. You know, Dana bringing up that there's that the the Sharks have three goalies, but I can't imagine that staying that being the case by the end of summer. Uh, I think I'm surprised by the teams that probably needed a goalie and didn't move on James Reimer. Although we did talk about this on on that show, where you know, with James Reimer having the uh, some of the bumps and bruises along uh, this year, that maybe people are a little buyer beware on him as far as like looking for a guy to to you maybe, you know, carry you into the playoffs or be a guy that you can go to in the playoffs. Um, so a lot of, there was a lot of things about Kokkinen's game. I liked tonight. Yeah. I didn't like that second goal, but I thought other than that, like the, 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 the fourth goal, um, the dry sidle second goal, like Jacob Magna, I don't know what the hell he was doing. Um, and I think Jacob Magna has been really bad the second half of the year. 
Um, it's I don't know. Time to time time to send the guys back to the guy factory if only they could. <laughs> um, but yeah, I I there's I I'm not you know again I'm not going to sit here and tell you that that Kakinen's like the going to be the guy going forward or anything. But um, and again, it's just it's one game. But I liked his I liked a lot of what he does better than I've liked Aiden Hill this season just as far as positioning and rebound control, especially for a guy the size of uh, Aiden Hill. And just off of that first start alone tonight, I thought he, he looked pretty sharp uh, in the game. Not saying that Aiden Hill hasn't had those those moments, but I just felt a little more confident in, in uh, Kakinen's uh, net minding for sure. So um, <laughs> AJ saying, Ian's clamoring for Shimmick over Magna. <laughs> I'm not clamoring for anything. I'm just, I don't know. And I, I saw a thing in the chat about like his five hole not being good. Like, I don't really, that Yamamoto goal, I don't really like, yeah, it's a five hole goal, but I thought it was a really good move. And not only that, but like, again, like you, you know, your defenseman needs to stop that puck from getting to the, like, there's no reason that Yamamoto should be able to squeak through there and, and put that goal. So it's kind of, it's a tough save to make because you're kind of expecting your defense to make a save and you need to obviously respect the pass. So you can't completely just lock down the five hole there. Um, I don't, I don't know. I, I, I don't really fault them on the Yamamoto goal, which was the only real five hole goal that I thought you could have an issue with other than again, other than the, the first dry sidle goal, but I, again, play to the whistle. Yeah, absolutely. So the sharks lose this one five to two, uh, I think it's time for our, our newest segment of the of the show now, Dana's uh, post-it notes. Or were there anything that you you wanted to add on before I go to the uh, to the locker room comments? Sure. Let's see what I've got. Um, <laughs> I was gonna say, can Hetty stop complimenting Vander Kane? But you know, oh, I don't, I don't have time a day for that. Um, it's interesting, not to cut you off, but it's interesting how, like, the guys that pump Evander Kane's tires, they're all former players. Yeah. yeah. Awkward. Yeah. Yeah. Especially in, in, in you know, play down to the uh, newbies. Yeah, I don't know. I just think it's like, because obviously, like, you know, they're just, a lot of these guys talk like they're still in the room or, or you know, like they're still in the room or they're still one of the guys, so... I, I, it's just, it just kind of, I don't know, hockey culture, not always great. Yeah. It's just like clearly no, like setting everything he may or may not have done aside. Sharks fans don't want to hear about him. No. Yeah. Just dude, like McDavid and Dreisaitl are on that team. You have so much to talk about. Yeah. They're, they're a pair of goals from Dreisaitl who, who looks sharp. Uh, McDavid on the empty netter got his 60th. Yeah. Assist. And Dreisaitl's like an unreal goal scorer, right? Like just, guys unreal um and obvious Connor mcdavid's Connor mcdavid yeah so they got talent all around mike smith you know does mike smith things against the sharks for for some for some reason but uh yeah go figure uh uh dana anything else to add on go ahead. yeah i wrote uh sharks power play anemic as usual um <laughs> Goalies should, I went on this rant last time, um, goalies should serve their own penalties when it's like something, something just stupid, you know, not like an unforced error or something like that. Just, you know, pushing, shoving, that kind of thing. Like, 
you know, obviously it's, you know, it's not like the Shark's Power Play did anything with it, but um, just kind of classless, I guess. Um, and the last thing is just Hurdle amazing goal. It made me happy. Yeah. But that was that. Yeah, no, Hur- Hurdle's goal was nice to uh, get them within one. Uh, just wish they had that extra push like they've had the last two games, but just not, not able to pull it out. Uh, on this night so uh comments from the locker room uh carlson on losing middleton on a personal level it sucks but i think we have some guys in the on the back end that can step in and like we mentioned tonight i thought you know him and merkley look pretty awesome uh oh i mean decently uh and carlson when he asked about the goal he scored he's like uh Michael, which one? The good one? <laughs> He's a freaking comedian now. Okay. Oh, jeez. I love that man. Yeah. Carl Carlson uh kind of having poking fun at himself on since he had that own goal as well. Uh yeah. which 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 unfortunately turned out to be the game winning goal. Um I mean really but I mean like I don't know what else he's supposed to do there like he stopped like, I know people are like, oh, he didn't stop. He puck went off his skate and it went in the net. But, like, he stopped, like, Nugent Hopkins from making a play on there. It just went off his skate. Like, shit happens. Yeah, one of those rough nights, <laughs> indeed. Uh, Kokkinen uh, said, I felt fine. Felt good from the start. I'm going to learn this system. Good is not good enough in this league. We have to keep moving forward. Uh, like that spirit. Uh Drysaddle is a great player, but I have to make that save. First game is always a little different. Nothing happens overnight. We have a standard of exception, of exceptions that to uh, expectations. I think to get better uh, on that one. Bob, uh, you know, mentioned you know the first power play goal against our F one abandoned the middle of the ice. Uh, last power play goal, we had to we have to cover McDavid, and we didn't. Two mistakes, two two goals. Um, like I said, the Sharks. Yeah. Magna looked like such a deer in the fucking headlights too. Like, I don't know what I, I, I think like, again, obviously with injuries and guys getting moved out, guys are going to have to play ahead of where they probably should be in an ideal lineup. But man, yeah, Magna had a rough night. So, uh, Sharks have allowed six power play goals in five games. Well, the power play, as Dana said, anemic, uh, had O for their last 18 now. Uh, or excuse me, 0 for last 19 because they went 0 for 2. Uh, Carlson continued on with uh, Edmonton has one of the best power plays in the league. Sometimes we're going to get scored on. I don't think we did anything wrong. Other than that, I thought we were solid on special teams. Well, I disagree. Um, <laughs> Car- Carly, I, I, you know, I know you have a great first name, but um, yeah, no, no. Uh, Continue on. Bugner, uh, I thought Kokkinen was good, but our PK let him down tonight. I thought we he battled hard for us. Uh, we have guys playing the PK that haven't played much, and losing Couture didn't help. Both goals against were due to a bit of an experience. And finally, uh, from, uh, from Bugner, I thought Gregor had a strong game. Sasha and Leonard made some plays. Merkley had some too. They're all going to make mistakes, but they're getting good time on ice. I swear I heard something like that from Dana earlier. Uh, yeah, it's, I mean, it's nice that he, you know, it's it's nice that he's 
being forced to play guys that maybe he wouldn't normally play. It's nice. I'm I'm happy to see, like, I'm happy uh, Shemilevsky has been brought up. Um, and I thought, again, I thought they had good some... I thought he had some some decent plays, and I thought I I liked Leonard's game. I like there's a lot of things I like. Obviously, like the the overall game wasn't there, but if you look at like some of the performances from some of the younger guys, like I, there there's definitely a lot of things that I liked about their uh, about some of the younger guys' games for sure. Just not on the defensive end of the puck. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. So that that's it for that one. Um. <laughs> Yeah, but but how high can we get in the tankathon rankings? We're 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 getting to tankathon time, huh? Oh my god, jeez. <laughs> uh, but before we get to that, uh, a couple of things. Let's uh let's give you uh an update on the barracuda. Oh, barracuda. There we go. Uh, your San Jose Barracuda uh, are currently playing at Sharks Ice in San Jose. There must be an event at the Shark Tank for this. Uh, they're down 3-1 to the Abbotsford Canucks with about three minutes to go in this one. Jaden Helgawatz with the lone goal for the Cuda. Yes, I said that right. Scrabble doing doing things. Uh, so late in the third, uh, Helgawatz with the lone goal for the Cuda as they're down 3-1 to the Abbotsford Canucks. So now it's going to be time to to talk about one of my favorite subjects, jerseys. Uh, as you've seen yesterday, the Toronto Maple Leafs had notable jersey designer Justin Bieber um, help out and design the first reversible uh sports jersey in North America. Uh, you know, you have the black you know black jersey with the with the blue stripes on the arms and you can turn it inside out and you can have it as um with his uh drew house brand yellow and the uh little maple leaf with the smile on the face um gang uh what do you think of, th of this design i mean obviously it's out of nowhere it, it definitely doesn't speak maple leafs but it i mean what do you what do you two think? I'll start with uh, you, Dana. Ah, uh, the resident Gen Zer. Um, <laughs> um, I like I like them. At first, I was, you know, I I had to warm up to it. Um, but I think as we've seen, um, the NHL has a bit of an issue with being young and hip. Um, and I, you know, I'm not the, I'm not like really a Beaver fan, but um, I think if you know if we want the league to continue, um. You know, it's good to put stuff out like this. And I think reversible, reversibility, vers I don't know, is cool. Because, um, it, it, you know, it's it's a little bit like getting two for one. You know, maybe you're going to two Leafs games this week. And, you know, you're ordinarily you might be like, oh, I don't, you know, do I want to wear the same jersey two games in a row if I have other things? You know, but if you like, you know, jerseys that, sorry, Marge, shut up. <laughs> jerseys are expensive so literally you can you know wear one side to one game and one side to the other and i think it's cool that they used some yellow like obviously it's not the maple leafs color but like i kind of like when teams like venture out a little bit it's like you know the opposite of what hockey culture often is which is just like doing the same thing every year for a billion years 
that, yeah, so I, I have the inability to read, so I didn't realize at first that this river. I thought there were two separate jerseys. <laughs> um, I do. I, I disagree a little bit on the yellow because, like, this is a team that has, you know, has the Boston Bruins have crushed yeah. them. You know, like, have been a big thorn in their side about making it out of the first round in the playoffs and it kind of reminds me of when like remember when the st louis blues had that red jersey oh yes right and it's like oh well you know the red wings keep feeding us our our, our entrails so we're gonna wear you know so we're gonna make our jersey red too like i don't know it's like the sharks wearing black in the playoffs against the kings just dumb Oh, dumb, dumb, dumb. You, but I do like the blue one. Like I, I'm, I, I like the, I like the blue side of it. It's cool. Yeah, it's nice, and they have the nice little Easter egg of the Toronto skyline. It's like, it's like I've seen this before. Oh, that's right, you have seen that before. Mm. The Easter egg with the with the circuitry and the stealth jersey, huh? Hmm. So, I like it. I like that better than the stealth jersey. I'm not gonna <laughs> lie. There, there's a little bit to that, you know. Um, I, I kind of find funny when I talked to Terry Smith about about doing the stealth jersey, um, the mm-hmm. league turned away from having black numbers on black jerseys. And now we see this one along with the Tampa Bay Lightning. And and I, I can't help myself but think, you know, oh, the irony that Toronto and Tampa Bay are now now each have black jerseys with uh, with bearable, barely readable numbers. But I guess. Yeah. Um, but it it was it was had me inspired though to uh, help and un, you know help unofficially unveil the sharks' new uh, reversible stealth jersey. Uh, we call it the fun must be always jersey, uh, complete with uh, you know uh, paint tape and, and uh, you know with the happy face and and the smile that says sharks on it. Because let's be honest. We we could use all the smiling we can get this season, folks. So, <laughs> <sighs> so uh, with that, let's uh, let's uh, wrap this one up, my friends. Uh, in case you missed anything, where you want to watch this again, check us out on tealtownusa.com or your favorite podcatcher, whether it's Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. YouTube, smash that subscribe button, SoundCloud, Spotify, TuneIn, iHeartRadio, and of course, always available at tealtownusa.com. So uh, with that, uh, he is at Ian Blogs Hockey. She is at Dana Mai with an extra Y uh, on the Twitter. And of course, we'd be remiss if we didn't mention um, Margie underscore the queen on Instagram for her cat. It just made special appearances tonight apparently chomping at the at the bit on your jersey uh so dana your final thoughts um well (laughs) with regards to the toronto jersey you know uh one of them being gold and black um maybe it's kind of like a trauma response like it's like they're haunted by boston and their only way to process that is to um to embody it yeah. Um, <laughs> never. I didn't think about that, but I don't know. All right, Ian. I mean, like, not a great game tonight, but like, not. I don't know, man. I just, I'm all out of anger for this team. Like, uh, it's it, there's it's fine. It's whatever at this point, right? Um, I thought Cockenden did again. I thought Cockenden did well in his first uh, 
in his first start for the uh, Sharks, and I'm looking forward to seeing more from him. Um, other than that, though, like you said, in Blocks Hockey on the Twitter machine. And, uh, yeah. Yep. I'm at PuckGuy14 on the Twitter and the Instagram. My final thought is... Uh, seven years ago, uh, the birthday boy, Chris JWS, officially launched this YouTube channel uh, where we are over 2,600 subscribers and over a half a million views. So we appreciate uh, you. And uh, you know what, Chris, thank you very much, even though you're you're uh, saying end the chomp No, Jerk says join the chomp So we're going to do that. We're going to head over our Discord channel right now. Uh, we will be back with you on Saturday following Sharks and Ducks. Uh, the Sharks are back home, so they'll be at your normal start time. Uh, so be on the lookout for that. And for Ian Reed and Dana Meyerson, I'm at I'm Eric Hura. Thanks for joining us. And until next time, keep it real. Keep it teal. Keep it real teal. By the way, the Barracuda have just lost 4-1 to to the Abbotsford Canucks. With that, have a great night, everyone. We will see you on Discord. Have a good night.